Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, dude? How are you? I am doing well. What is going on with you? Not much in the world of, of me. Um, spent the weekend getting into um, fixing the stairs. Um, okay. In the in the house. Not that there's anything wrong with them. They were just old wood. Uh, was very orange. Um, it's what the rest of the the whole downstairs used to be. But we had some uh, laminate put in. Mm-hmm. This is all boring homeowner stuff. Um, right at the top. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it was the same stuff on the stairs. Uh, n- nightmare scenario. Like it wouldn't. We tried sanding it. It took forever to sand. Um, and it would have taken like the whole weekend just to sand the stairs. And then we tried putting stripper on it, but that didn't work. And so then we ended up doing what we were going to do originally, which was paint them. So we finally painted them black and they look really good and really cool, but it just took all weekend to be like, it was a lot of, um, felt like I was slamming my head against a wall a lot of the weekend where it was like, let's try this. Nope. Let's try this. Nope. Mm. Let's try this. Nope. Like, and Mm. just kept getting denied at every turn on like, well, this will fix it. It was like everything I had in my tool toolbox of tricks was just not happening. (laughs) This is not going to fix it. No, it was not. (laughs) I'm glad you were able to find a solution and to paint them. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. They look, brings a whole mod look to the house now, which is nice. So, Cool. So you're just uh, yeah. in, inhaling paint fumes all week. Oh yeah, you know, you know me huffing that paint, bro. Trying to be cool. That's what the <laughs> kids are doing these days, right? Um, yes, that is what all the kids are doing. They're huffing paint. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're a kid and you're listening, get at us. Are you huffing paint? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's cool. Doing some domestic yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Let's see, what did I do this week? Um, the closest thing to that that I've done around my place is I hung a, a like a like a tapestry on the wall behind my computer. <laughs> Ooh, um, just like a geometric thing that people who do yoga have in their houses. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed something to put on the wall by my computer. Like, this Honestly, that's enough. the best way to describe it. Yeah. I, don't, I need nothing more. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I know exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I've really been doing. Um, See, I hear tapestry, and I'm thinking like art museum, like from the Renaissance oh, era, no, like, no, you know, no. the size of an entire wall <laughs> yeah. of, you know, of like some people having a picnic in the woods and some of them are nude for some reason. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is a, uh, it's a fresco of the founding fathers. It's on my wall in the living room. <laughs> Why are they all naked, Asan? <laughs> hey man, don't yuck my yum. Um, <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But um, what else? That's really it, man. Um, it's been scor- It's been like sweltering. The heat has mm. been ridiculous in California. It's been awful. Yeah, it's it's real bad. So, like I want to go be active, but no, it's yeah. not happening. It, it's I go. Sucks, I man. always have the best intention. It does. I always have the best intentions in the morning when I'm like, "All right, here we go," and I open up the sliding door to like let the dog out, and the heat just slaps me in the face, and I'm like, "No, that nope, that's not happening. Nothing is happening today." Mm-mm. It's uh, it's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. It um, is. It's it like is. A, it's it's oppressively hot. Like it like makes you not want to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, like ever. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, it makes you not want to, like, go anywhere or, like, do anything. It makes even the simplest of tasks, like, just arduous. <laughs> oh, yeah. it Yeah. Well, because it's sucking your energy out while you're doing it. That's what I was running into with the stairs is when we were using the stripper, we couldn't have the AC on because mm-hmm. the windows needed to be open to vent all the fumes. But it was, I think it was 93 that day. Oh, God. brothers hold dude i just i wasn't even sweating i was melting at that point like it's just this it was bad (laughs) she can't hear you (laughs) makes like deflated on the couch deflated gets how i feel when it's the heat when the heat's on man Mm -hmm. i can't do it yep um yeah no it's real bad um but uh we soldier on anyhow right we do um so let's uh yeah, let's talk about some of the stuff from the DMs. 
You, see, right. you just Let's saw some it. stuff uh, before we hopped on, right? Yeah, I saw some stuff on online real quick. We could talk about that cool. just real quick. Um, apparently, Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman are going to be in a psychological thriller called Sympathy for the Devil. Mm. Um, yes. It's... Any plot details? Let me... Yes. The film follows Kinnaman's The Driver... That sounds about right for a Nicolas Cage movie. As he finds himself in a high-stakes game of cat and mouse after being forced to drive a mysterious man known as The Passenger, reads the log line. That, that sets up things up for, for a white-knuckle ride. Kind of sounds like uh, Collateral a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Collateral. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? I'm a hitman. Oh. Ah. End of movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm obviously a cat driver. End credit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage gets in the back seat and tells Joel Kinnaman's like, "What is this?" Nicholas Cage is like, "It's collateral." And then they roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it's a, we're doing it again. It's collateral. We're doing it again. It's fine. Just don't worry about it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm into that yeah. though. Those two, those two together, sound like a fun D- pairing. Anytime Nicholas Cage does a psychological thriller, I'm going to watch it. It's yeah. just. It's oh he's so anything he does I will just I will just watch he's mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. and also so just he's so uniquely himself that it just it's hard not to love him. Yep. What was the other bit of news you saw? Before you yeah. Um, so there is a trailer for Netflix's new Narco Saints. The upcoming South Korean crime drama starring Squid Game actor Park Hae-soo, oh. who currently nominated for Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor Drama Series, uh, coming out September 9th. And wow, it, I know that really—I haven't heard anything about this, and then all of a sudden it's just—I feel like the Netflix headquarters is just like like five people sitting around a room and like one of them's like I got an idea go do it now and then like a yeah. hundred people mobilize to go like make something happen because that, that kind yeah. of feels like it came out of nowhere but I mean I kind of like, like that it though because it Me feels too. like Netflix it, it, like whenever like there it feels like if there's one thing Netflix I think is good at is like kind of cap like capturing and capitalizing on the momentum of stuff that they have that's doing well um, and like, I think it's perfect to have a Squid Games, like a a one of the Squid Games co-stars, like, mm-hmm. like in a in a show, like, is that that was so hugely popular for them? So like, for them oh, to absolutely. so quickly turn around a a narco show featuring one of the stars from Squid Game is, is pretty. I mean, kudos to them, you know? Oh yeah, oh for sure. And the other thing too, I like the fact that it's been kind of under the radar as well. Yeah. Because then I'm more apt to watch it because I know nothing about it and I already like the Narcos series, you know. Right. So basically this is based on true events. Narcos Saints centers around an ordinary entrepreneur who joins a secret government mission to capture a Korean drug lord operating in South America. The series stars Hai Jung Woo, The Handmaiden, Hong Jung Min, Park Hai Su, Jo Woo Jin, um let's see if there's anybody else. Uh and then Chang Chen from Dune. Um, but that's yeah, really cool. there I, you go. I like I like Korea as a setting too. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, the fact that it's a Korean drug lord living in South um, or operating in South America makes it real. It's going to make it really fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm into that. I'm yeah. super into yeah. narco stuff. That uh, that sounds great. Honestly. Oh yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, our boy uh, Brendan Fraser. Just received. Yes. Uh, uh, they ha- the they screened uh, the whale Darren Aronofsky's new movie at the Venice Film Festival, and um, Brendan Fraser received a standing ovation for like six minutes, which is uh, amazing. Uh, makes oh, me yeah. really excited to see his performance, and I'm just really happy for Brendan Fraser. <laughs> me too. He. It is time for him to start re- like reaping the accolades. Mm-hmm. Like the man is so talented, he is, and he's been at it for so long with no recognition. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a, unless you're like part of the handful of nerds that are like the Mummy from 1999 might be the best action movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think Br- Brandon Fraser. Like, it's so funny because like no one. It'll it'll be interesting to see in the years to come. 
like the way we remember his career because like I think there's a there's a narrative surrounding his career that I think resonates with everyone and mm-hmm. like but no one's talking about it explicitly yet because I think it's it it, it, it honestly it feels a little like rude because it almost feels like we're talking about him like he's dead but he's not dead yet <laughs> yeah I know right but I I think I, I've said this about The Rock before but I'll say it now about Brendan Fraser like I think. Brendan Fraser is one of those people where, like, we're going to, like, tell stories of his career once he's gone. Um, yes. Because I think he's had such a great career that I think, um, specifically in the context of the history of Hollywood, of when he had his career, like, I think his career was truly, like, he's truly, like, an anomaly because he, he came he came to prominence as an actor at a time where, like, I think the line between leading man and sort of character actor or supporting actor was very distinct and mm-hmm. it was a, and and he was like the last generation I think of like of of actors of male actors where you kind of had to be one or the other and I think as he started yeah. to age he didn't age in a way that Hollywood wanted him to and so he kind of got like dismissed for a while um, yeah dude but like I, I love that he's going through like a renaissance now that like Hollywood itself has like evolved and become like the stories have become more like versatile to where like you don't have to be you know shredded with a you know with a jawline in order to be in a movie you know yeah no i completely agree with you and it's nice to it sucks for him that it's it's nice that it finally switched but it sucks that it switched when it did because he was left he was left out in the cold unfortunately Mm -hmm. um which is always just a bummer because he's like and from all accounts too he's just a super nice guy yeah yeah. And like I'm really enjoying this kind of late stage success he's having in his mm-hmm. in his career, especially with um, um, uh, Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Like his character in Doom Patrol is he's it's some of the best character acting work I've seen him do, mm-hmm. and he really brings it to that character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really yeah I enjoy him so much. I always have. Yeah, he he's great, man. Like I really want to see him. I'd love to see him on a TV show, honestly. Like, like where we? I mean, he yes, he was on Doom Patrol, but you don't ever see him. Like, I would yeah, love that's to right. See he's he, <laughs> he's a robot, but uh, yeah, I would love <laughs> to see him like in on a sitcom and do some kind of role like that because I think there's something like very charming and warm about his presence that like um, mm-hmm. I think there he, is something fun about him showing up. Yeah, yeah, he's just like a like a great guy. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, what else did you send me? Oh, we got a new Hellraiser movie coming. Uh, yes, we do. The, you sent me a, a, a first look image of, of that, of the new Hellraiser. Um, played by, let me see the actress's name, Jamie Clayton, who I don't know from anything that I think. I think she's new. I okay. think she's newer. Um, okay. Jamie Clayton. Yeah, the name I'm didn't her look familiar, but that's cool, too. Let's see, what was she in? Okay, so her big one, she was in the L Word re, uh, resurgent show. Mm-hmm. She's on a couple episodes. She was on Designated Survivor. She's been in a couple episodes of Sense8. Okay. Let's see. Um, she was on the, the show Hung with, what's his name? The Punisher. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, so she's just like a... She's a working actress. Oh, she was in the movie The Neon Demon, which is uh Oh, which was, oh great. Yeah. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, no, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. Cool. All right. I'm she looks it. terrifying as as uh, Pinhead. Sure does. Um <laughs> yeah. She looks great. I think it's going to be good. Um I haven't seen the original Hellraiser and in like probably 20 years. <laughs> Dude, you need to rewatch it. I watched I it. Um, I watched all the Hellraisers uh, last year for my thirty-one for thirty-one. Okay, as, as part of it. Um, but yeah, dude, that reanimation scene in the first one where you watch mm-hmm. the body get re like get uh, reborn out of nothing. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I need. To, I need. We to take a little TV break over there. Sorry, no. I was looking through. Uh, <laughs> I was looking through like. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was boring you. No, I was looking through our our DM thing and I clicked on one of the, the videos, but I didn't realize that my my volume was still on my phone. Volume was up, dude. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, 
I need to watch the original Hellraiser. Like, there's a lot of those, like, um, like, especially 90s, but there's a lot of, like, 80s and 90s horror movies that, like, I need, that I haven't watched since they originally came, like, came mm. out, or, like, since I first watched them. Sure. And so I need to go back. Like, The Crow is another one I need to go back and Dude, rewatch. Dude, The Crow is great. Um, it is every goth kid's, like, just beautiful, wonderful world to live in. Yeah. Um, it's such a sad, sad thing that happened to Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, the movie is just, it's so, it's so of the times of what it is. It's a lot of, like, I classify it a lot like, um, a lot like, uh, Highlander, where Highlander is extremely of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, The Crow is extremely of the time. Have you seen Pumpkinhead? No, I've not seen Pumpkinhead. Oh, you gotta watch Pumpkinhead. What is Pumpkinhead about? Pumpkinhead. I'm looking it up so I do not misspeak. Lance Hendrickson is in it. Um, And after a tragedy accident, a man conjures up a towering, vengeful demon called Pumpkinhead to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. So basically, these kids cause his son's death, and he calls this vengeful, like, harvest spirit demon to kill them all. And it's just good fun and cannon fodder, and it's, it's, oh, it's a good time. I'm into that. It's good. It's, I'm probably going to rewatch that probably maybe tonight. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I've started my, my horror movies this year. I've started them early. Like, I just was like, I don't know. I've just been in the mood to really get into spooky season, like, super early this year. Like, I watched The Witch the other night with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Um, have you seen that one? I haven't seen that. That's a Robert Eggers movie, though. I need to watch it. Yes, I believe so. It's A24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I highly recommend it. Um, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, so I've, I've watched that. What did I also rewatch? I've watched that. I uh, Hereditary I need, I'm going to rewatch. Um, what was, there was another horror movie that I watched recently, too. I can't remember what it was. This is bad radio. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, I've just, I don't know. I've just had a hankering to watch like spooky stuff this year. Like I'm thinking I might watch the the most recent two Friday the 13th movies or watch all the Friday the 13th movies to get prepped for the new one. Like, I don't know. Like I'm kind of fiddling around with stuff. This new Hellraiser looks good. Um, oh yeah. I watched Candyman the other day. Yeah. The new one or the old one? The new one. Yeah. The new one. How was that? I've never seen the old ones, so okay. those are that's on my, those are on my list to watch. Gotcha. Um, yeah, new one. It was good. Wheels kind of fell off in the third act a little bit. Okay. Um, but up until that, it was a great ride. I was very scared for everybody. Gotcha. And it, like everyone involved was very terrifying. <laughs> I'm like, please don't go in there. Please, please don't leave your house. Oh gosh, there's bees. Please get out of your house. Like, <laughs> mm. I was very nervous about all of that. But I liked. I, I will say that they did kind of put it together, and sort of the Candyman legend being a larger, sort of impactful thing that's happened over time to different people, as opposed to just the one guy. And it had a lot to say about like you know race relations and like all that kind of stuff and. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting the message they tried to put into the movie. Um, it felt a little shoehorned for me mm-hmm. because it wasn't exactly as subtle or like rolled in from the beginning. It felt like as they were going on, they're like, "Oh, we should make it about this now," and they just made it about that, you know. And so mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of took a weird turn. Still effectual as a movie, but mm-hmm. I we have the burden of knowledge, mm-hmm. so you know what I mean. Like, and this is our hobby. This is what we like to do. So it's like analyzing movies you can tell that it was like this is kind of a, an afterthought a little bit that they thought was a cool idea but they added it like towards the end of the, the writings you know writing mm-hmm. the screenplay so okay but other than that it was great cool yeah all right um i don't know if you've seen any of this uh any of this press footage from uh <laughs> from the the venice screening of don't worry darling Oh, the one where Harry Styles spits on Chris Pine, apparently? <laughs> yeah. But, like, he doesn't because he made a statement about it yeah, now or yeah. something? I don't know what's going on with this movie, but this cast... <laughs> like, they don't even... It's like they don't even like each other. This like, cast. Florence, Florence Pooh, did, she, she missed some, like... She totally missed some, like, um, press conference or something that she had to do for the movie, and she just didn't show up. Yeah, this cast seems very, like, eccentric, 
Yes. Uh, and like very. Chris Pine's gone, gotten like the longer his hair gets, the more eccentric he gets. Like, like it's like Samson. <laughs> There's a correlation. Yeah, I had no clue he was so like like just weird? such a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a weird guy. The weird thing is, I ran into him at a bar in LA one time, uh-huh. chatted with him for less than two minutes. Yeah. And you see, but this is around when he was Captain Kirk, so maybe mm-hmm. he was doing better back then. Yeah. But like, dude, he was just the nicest guy ever. Yeah. Like, just did very genuine. He didn't seem weird at all, just seemed like a regular dude that liked to act. And now I see footage of him and I'm like, who's this weirdo? He, he looks like the villain in like a Zoolander reboot. He. T- <laughs> Like, yes, <laughs> yes, he does. Like he would have some sort of weird accent. Yeah, exactly. Some weird Swedish accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he'd have like a. T- Not that Swedish accents are weird, <laughs> but he would find a way to make the Swedish accent seem just off-putting. Yeah, and he'd have some like weird tiny dog, you know, <laughs> or a tiny human. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Hampton. Do not look at him in the eyes. Do not look directly at him in the eyes. We are experiencing anger issues this month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you look at Hampton in the eyes? I told you not to. Yeah. Um, the I, whole room is just wrecked. Yeah, it's a bummer that SNL is on hiatus right now because I would love to see what they would be doing with this. Oh, they haven't had a good run lately for SNL mm-hmm. sketches, but that would be something I'd mm-hmm. be willing. Or just even if they just did a sketch of the entire like press release for "Don't worry, don't worry, darling," and everybody was just acting like these weird, <laughs> aloof, like strange people. Yeah, that would be very funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that 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 movie seemed like it was probably either really really fun to make or really really crazy to make. Um, or arduous, both. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Well, it's um, Olivia Wilde's first directing gig, yeah. Gig, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I hope the movie does well. I hope it's a, it's good, you know what I mean? I hope it pays off for everybody and the weirdness isn't just an indicator of what it was like to be on set all the time because that just, from what it seems like, if that was the case, it seems extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we got some news um, you sent me from ComingSoon.net um, that Florence Pugh is going to be leading the Thunderbolts movie. Yes. As uh, Yelena yes, yes. Belova. Yep. I think that's a great idea. I think she's probably, um, of the people who are going to be in that movie, she's probably the like most natural movie star, I would say. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think she'll do a good job leading a bunch of like Mis- misfit former bad guys who are trying to be good, but are sometimes still bad. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need to be bad to get the job done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm into that. Um, I don't think we got... Uh, did we get any mention of who else is going to be in the movie? No, not yet. That was just the only news. But she's starring in it. Okay, I like that. So if it's her and Baron Zemo and Abomination, maybe a Red Hulk... Um, who else? I don't know if they do Abomination and Red Hulk. You think it'd be one or the other? I think it's going to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody's like freaking out about Red Hulk being in it. And I go, I don't know if they would do it, do both, because it's mm-hmm. very similar power sets. Mm-hmm. And if you're stacking a team for for to keep it dynamic and to keep it so that everybody needs to rely on each other to get to succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think having two superpowered, like, you know, monsters would work out well but again maybe i'll just shut up and because i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> i could see a thing where like um if they were going the uh everett ross character as the red mm-hmm. hulk if they were going the route of him being sort of part of the team but like isn't super powered through most of the movie until like all the stat the decks are stacked against them and he's like well and then he shows up yeah. and starts wrecking yeah, house exactly <laughs> yeah that that I would be a that good way to cool. do it they're like what did you do to yourself <laughs> Dude, that would be a good, like, fixing your problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or I cleaning think, up your mess. Exactly. It's like, oh. Yeah. I could see that being a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I totally get it. Uh, I don't see them doing both of those characters for the whole movie. I think that would be, that'd be hard. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm into, I'm into this. Uh, I think there's these Marvel villains, quote unquote, uh, that have are left over and not the ones that aren't dead. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's 
there's some really good actors in there, and it, it's always cool to see those people show up again. Like, I like seeing Daniel Bruhl whenever he shows up as Baron Zemo. Like, yeah, stuff yeah. like that is cool. So I'm I'm into this for sure. Definitely, I will be watching it. Um, let's see what else we got here before we get to She-Hulk. Um, have I mis- been mispronouncing it? Yes, it's She-Hulk. Like Shadaisy. Like Shadaisy. Shadaisy. Um, I really. Oh yeah, I saw this this little fun story. Okay. Uh, the guy that the guy that plays uh, Namor the Submariner. Uh, he couldn't swim before joining the Black Panther two cast. <laughs> yeah, that's well, crazy. Yeah, guess who's learning? Yeah, trial by fire. <laughs> exactly. Trial by Hope water. You're not afraid of water too. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. What is oh yeah, here? they canceled DC Fandom. Oh yes, the DC. Yeah, ever since uh, Discovery purchased DC. Like they've, they've been, been stripping the everything. joy out of everything that's been happening. Yeah, they're like, "Not nah, cancel all of this. We're taking over, and no more happiness." Yeah, <laughs> there was a sadness throughout the land. Land. <laughs> um, oh, this is uh, this is uh, well, yeah. That that does suck that they're canceling Fandom, but I mean, I'm sure they'll still be doing other events, but they're not putting on their own event at this point. Which yeah, makes sense they're, they're going to rely. Yeah, they're, it was. I've been doing. I was doing some reading on it, and they're going to rely on um, uh, basically more of the Comic Con festival or the convention kind of release schedule kind of thing, the way it used to be before yeah. Disney decided to mop up everything. Yeah, that's smart. I think. Yeah. Um, I think this. You sent me this from Heroic Hollywood, which I think is uh, is 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 interesting. Uh, Marvel Studios has listed its prominent characters for Phase yep. Five as Kate Bishop um, from Hawkeye, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, um, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Riri Williams as Ironheart, uh, Maya Lopez, Echo, and Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see uh, the Echo show or movie. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I have a confession. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I need to, and I'll probably, I'll probably actually just watch those tonight. Uh-huh. Um, but I still have not seen Black Widow, nor have I seen the Hawkeye show. Oh yeah, you got to You got to see both of those. <laughs> I did. Well, at the time when they came out, everybody was like, eh. So yeah. I just didn't see them, and now they're like, let's build things on these things that like no one was planning on having anything built on, and I'm like, oh great, now I got to catch up. And yeah. I look like an idiot. Yeah, and, and and I mean they're good for what they are. Um, I would say the you just in, most importantly should watch them just because they do a really good job of setting up those characters, like mm-hmm. uh, what's her name's character, uh, Kate Bishop, and Echo and um Yelena are all set up really well in those different shows like the in in their respective uh, gotcha. outings or whatever. So yeah, I would say watch it. So, uh, Hawkeye's really Hawkeye's good. I liked I liked Hawkeye a lot. Okay. Um Yeah. Yeah, but I I'm, I'm excited to see I think this is a good roster of characters. I think this is like I think yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I mean when they yeah. say like in like what did they what was the wording the prominent characters? I mean that could mean a lot of things. That could, but yeah, these are the faces. I think what it probably means is that these are the faces we're going to be seeing the most often. Um, yeah, and Wong apparently. Yeah, Wong is in everything. He's we'll, in get everything now. we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Speaking of, are, are you done with that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Piece of news. Okay, I didn't want to step on your toes if you weren't You're finished. Um, we also have the um, the rumored uh, down to the rumored last two choices for Reed Richards. If you don't use Penn Badgley and um, Jamie Dornan, mm-hmm. Penn Badgley of from these uh, actors am you I, uh, and f- Jamie Dornan with. being of oh well uh, yeah Penn Badgley is um, he's in you okay that that uh, show about I think he's a serial killer that falls in love with someone and has a baby and he's still a serial killer on the side for some oh. weird reason trying he to gets, do the Dexter in, thing yeah, I was gonna say he gets in the backseat of the car and he says. Uh, it's Dexter. We're doing Dexter, and then he roll credits. Dexter. Looks directly <laughs> down the barrel of the camera and goes, "It's Dexter. We're doing Dexter." <laughs> oh, and Jamie Dornan's the uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's also uh, Jamie Dornan is also. Oh, what was it called? He was in a fantastic Netflix series that had that's on. Um, Either it's it's on Netflix in the U.S. I don't know if it aired on something other than Netflix. 
The Fall. Have you seen The Fall? No. What is that? Ooh, The Fall. He plays a serial killer, or a, I don't know if he's a serial killer, but he's escalating to that. Okay. In um, uh, in Dublin, and um, Gillian Anderson is the agent that's ascribed that's assigned to uh, take him down. Oh, uh, okay. Or ca- or catch him. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it's that. It's really good. Okay. Nice and moody, dark, deep. Makes you feel uncomfortable sometimes when he's doing his crimes because the cameras go along with him. It's not just like, and he walks into a house, and we pan away to something else. It's like, no, it goes with him while he's like sneaking through people's houses. <laughs> oh. And you're just like, I feel real gross about this right now. But it's good. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Okay. Well, yeah, it seems like... First season, definite watch. Other seasons, if you like the first season and you see the show going on, Go for it. I didn't feel they were as strong as the first season, but for the but if you want to watch something, the first season for sure is really good. Okay. Yeah, I'm super down. Um, it seems like Marvel is is keen on going with a a slightly lower profile, you know, uh, gentleman, very handsome gentleman in their late 30s for this role, which I'm totally yes. into. Um, hey, I'm available. I'm just saying. <laughs> Very true. Um, you'd have to dye your hair dark brown. Yeah, I think I qualify as a handsome gentleman in his late 30s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, uh, I, I like that. I think uh, – because I think we were also – like, for, at least for me, I was unsure, like, what age Reed Richards they were going to go for. Yeah, me too. Um, but it seems like they're going a, li- like a little bit younger than what I would have expected. Um, but that's sure. fine. That guy, it's not. It's not crazy young. He's not in his twenties, which would have been an interesting choice. But uh, <laughs> that would have been very yeah. And I was worried that they were going to go a little young with it too. Yeah. And I'm glad to see that they're going a little older. Yeah, I like with that. the role. I, it, you need to have that age. I won't believe. I would not believe a dickhead twenty-two-year-old Reed Richards. Like, yeah, just be like, yeah. He doesn't come off as a smart asshole. He just comes off as a dick. Right. And and I think like. I, I get the instinct, like with the the Josh Trank um, Fantastic Four. Like I get the instinct to go younger with like a Miles Teller, but like uh-huh. I think part of what makes the Fantastic Four interesting is like they're already a very established like team and family before they get the mm-hmm. superpowers. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so I kind of I kind of like that they're going a little bit. You know, they're not going super young with it, which I, I like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, same. I'm 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 the same way. It makes me. It makes me. It fills me with hope that they're gonna do it. That it's gonna be done right finally. Yeah. So I'm in. Yeah. Marvel is. Uh, if I am not mistaken, they've announced a Fantastic Four movie. Like they've announced that they're do. Like that's on the slate of their movies to come. So they're thinking mm-hmm. about it and they're doing it and they're like putting the actual pen to paper with it. So I'm. I'm excited to see what they're. What they. Which direction they go with it. I'm excited to see who they get for Silver Surfer. Um, all of it. The rest of the casting. I'm really stoked for. So yeah. Oh yeah. All right. You have anything else before we dive in? Nope. That's it for me. I'm all tapped out on news. All right. Well, let's jump into this week's episode of She-Hulk. All right. Episode three was called The People versus Emil Blonsky. Um, all right. I'll give us the plot summary here real quick. Let me uh, adjust my... Right ring, quick my over ringer. yonder in the pasture. Over yonder. Um, okay. Walters, Jennifer Walters confer- uh, confronts Blonsky, who explains that he was removed from his cell by the Sorcerer Supreme, Wong, and that he returned to prison willingly afterwards. While she attempts to contact Wong, news of her appointment uh, as Blonsky's lawyer stirs up public controversy, or controversy, as they say in uh, other parts of the world. Uh, <laughs> getting fancy with it. <laughs> her former colleague, Dennis uh, Bukowski, approaches the superhuman law division for a case involving his ex-girlfriend, Runa, a shape-shifting light elf from New Asgard, who uh, defrauded him by impersonating Megan the Stallion, uh, which gets uh, assigned to Walter's co-worker, Augustus Pug Pugliese. Uh, Wong meets with Walters and agrees to testify at Blonsky's parole hearing, during which Blonsky demonstrates his ability to remain in control as the abomination. While Walters helps Pug win his case, Blonsky is released on parole, but forbidden from transforming again, uh, maybe in uh, in this episode, uh, after participating in a talented yeah. uh, 
Oh, excuse me. After participating in a televised interview, uh, and also talented, uh, after participating in a televised interview to tell her side of the story, Walters is attacked by four men armed with Asgardian construction equipment who are hired by an anonymous client to steal a sample of her blood, though she fights them off. All right. What did you think about this episode, uh, Derek? I liked it. I was having a hard time trying to stay in it with all the Megan the Stallion stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I didn't necessarily dislike it. It mm-hmm. just... It put our reality into mm-hmm. the fantasy mm-hmm. of the show, and that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't able to really... like. I don't know. I didn't really quite like that. I think there was a different way you could have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, maybe you could have had, like, a different... Like, one of the Avengers or something like that, where it's like... You know, or maybe somebody else that we've seen in other movies, but like taking a pop idol that is someone that is so central to our pop culture mm-hmm. these days, mm-hmm. and putting them in in that. I don't know. I it works, but I personally it made it hard for me to like really focus on and take it take the show seriously. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that. Um, I think Dennis Bukowski is my new favorite character because he is just a giant misogynistic asshole yeah. and he's very fun. The guy who plays him does a really good job of just mm-hmm. playing that dude that you're like, I just want to hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, other than that, it was a great episode. I mean, that's the thing. These, these episodes are, this is a really well done show. It's yeah. a lot better. It's a lot better done than I thought it was going to be. And they're taking it a little bit more seriously than than I was thinking that they were going to as well, which I'm very happy about because it really is paying off in a in a really like nice way. And I think a lot of too, the thing I was appreciating more is Tatiana Maslany has a lot of like nice little character moments with this character mm-hmm. that um, are really nice to watch. Like when Wong leaves and knocks over the microphone, and she like puts it right back up she they just find these little ways for her to kind of work herself into the character that i find very charming and also really nice to see as far as like a marvel character goes because we haven't seen it's been mostly like do what the script says as opposed to like letting people bring a little bit more of their personality like into the character which is what they're doing with this and i i think it's working it's really it's working off out well in my opinion yeah, but. I think so too. Um, yeah, I really like this episode. Um, it's the first episode, really, where we're seeing She Hulk like be a lawyer, um, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Um, I also like that this show, like, so part of like, part of like, the the one thing about the show that like I have to remember while I'm watching it because mm-hmm. I, I I will say that like I feel some of like the the tension you were describing like about the Meg the Stallion thing or whatever like I do have to remind myself when I'm watching the show that this is a sitcom and I have to try to remove my like Marvel action series lens from it because I don't think that oh. that's what the show is trying to be like it's, no 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 yeah. no and I wasn't saying that we needed to like do away with that style of moment I mm-hmm. just the fact that it was it was somebody that was from our reality that was very prominently featured or talked totally. about in that kind of it, I don't know it was just weird to me you know no, I, I didn't have it. a problem with it necessarily because it worked for a lot of people the internet is loving it and I'm like two thumbs up on that one yeah you know yeah I but. get it I think it's almost a case where like I think a celebrity like if you're gonna have an episode if you're gonna have a court case um, on a show like this where someone is defrauded by an Asgardian elf that can shapeshift um and and obviously you're opening the door for some kind of cameo uh, probably a celebrity cameo I almost feel mm-hmm. like Meg the stallion is not enough like the, the Meg the Stallion being who the person like thought he was dating is not an I feel like it's not enough of a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's kind it, of my point. It's like Yeah, it, it almost has to be someone more obscure than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, She's too prominent. Yeah, it's she's too like yeah, it's she's too much of a household name for it to be like 
truly as funny as it could have been. But also, I understand at, as Disney, like you want the biggest right. star you can get. You know what of I mean? course, you no. I'm not saying shows. that. Yeah, it's I'm hard. not saying it was a stupid idea. Like yeah. I just go, there was a better. I think there was a better, more effective way to do it. Totally. You know what I mean? I just uh, yeah. this is somewhat. This is going to sound like a complete tangent, but it's somewhat somewhat related because I think it illustrates what I'm talking about. Well, let's go on a tangent, baby. I I, I was like, um, I've become in, much more interested in Nathan Fielder over the last uh, couple weeks because I started watching uh, his new show on HBO, um, mm-hmm. and I watched his old show, um, Nathan for You, a lot. Um, yes, he was on. And, you know, he's like a weird guy known for like, you know, his shtick is like making people uncomfortable and being a weirdo. And yeah, it's writing it. It's writing the train down the tracks until everybody's uncomfortable on that train. <laughs> yeah. And then he just keeps going down yeah. the train. You're like, please, please break. And he's like, no, yeah. it's going to get worse. Yeah. And he like never breaks character, which is very funny to me. Ever. Um, but he oh, was on great. He was on Conan. This is from year, this is like years ago, back when Conan saw his late night show. And I just mm-hmm. stumbled upon this clip online where on one of his appearances on Conan, like he, he, he basically was like, hey, I, I'm a bad guest because I'm awkward. No one cares about what I do. Like, like I'm just a bad guest. He's like, so I brought a backup guest with me in case this goes poorly. <laughs> and <laughs> and he, brought, he brought out Susan Sarandon, which... Oh, my gosh. Which, is hilarious because if he would have brought out and I think this is a similar thing with Meg the Stallion if he would have brought out Drake right right it would have been fun but it wouldn't have been as funny as Susan Sarandon you know what I mean right exactly because Susan Sarandon is to... more obscure <laughs> right you have to do this like semi-obscure comedian that brings in this massive name you know it, yeah, it, yeah it only works with Susan Sarandon the other way it would work is Meryl Streep yeah. You know what I mean? Like if he to that caliber, yeah. yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I agree. Like the joke only works because of that. Yeah, I kind of wish like the Meg the Stallion cameo was a more obscure celebrity. I think that would have been Me funnier. Too. But I um, think it would have been funnier. But the episode as a whole, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the all the Emil Blonsky stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I I think he's great. I think he's super charming in the role. I didn't it's so funny, like, I'm so jaded by Marvel stuff at this point. Like, I don't trust him because, like, the show is going out of their way to, like, really show you that he's a good guy. And I've just been yeah. trained by these shows to be skeptical of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Me, too. I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't... It, but the funny thing is, is, like, and maybe this is to the show's credit. I haven't decided yet. But, like, I can't decide <laughs> how I feel about him. Like, I can't decide if the show really is just being earnest. Like, no... He's a good guy. He came back on his own. Like I, I don't know what to think yet, and I think that's that's more exciting than than knowing. I think. Yeah, I like him. I like his character a lot. Mm-hmm. Do I trust him? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's no I, trust. Because the point is, and I think this will, if if the show is as good as I think it is, because um, if I were writing the show, like, yeah, you want. You, you're all. If you have a character that is a Hulk, whether it's Abomination, Bruce Banner, or Jennifer Walters, like the whole idea, like the whole tension behind those characters is like, well, how much are you in control, really? You know what I mean? And like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. At some point, it seems like it controls you. Yeah. So yeah. So I can't wait to see. I'm sure there's going to be a point in the show where everyone who's a Hulk involved in the show will will find out what is their limit in terms of like how much they can control i'm sure there's going to be an episode where abomination loses it um yeah yeah i mean you kind of have to like you know what i mean it's called raising the stakes yes <laughs> i'm sure there will be an i'm sure there will be an episode where jennifer walters loses it and it yep. you know uh, does something horrible but um i can't wait to see this show explore that and uh yeah i i also to the show's credit um I'm pleasantly surprised that, like, they haven't jumped the shark yet in terms of, like, because the trailers for this show were very, like, (laughs) were very, like, horny and very, like, She-Hulk just wants to get laid and she's going to try her hardest every episode to get laid. That's true. All of them were. They were like, she's going to be on Tinder and she's going to have sex. And you're like... What is this? And trust me, I do want to explore that because, like, of that's of yeah. course what you would explore in a show where a woman becomes a seven foot tall Hulk. But I'm glad the show isn't 
it didn't jump right to that, and it's not only right. about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's still coming, which is yes. nice, yes. but it's still setting things up, and I, I appreciate that it's not just only solely about how does she navigate the dating world, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's not the part of the character I'm interested in. Yes, I, and I like that they're taking time to, like, really establish, like, they they've actually have done a surprising a, a surprising amount of world building so far mm-hmm. in the show with how like yeah. the legal system works in in the Marvel universe and like what the superhero um law division is going to be like on the daily like they're doing a good job of like slowly pacing that out and not putting a whole bunch of stuff I think the show really benefits from not being 45 minutes to hour long episodes and just being 30 minutes yeah i think that's a real really... good pace yep I agree. It. I was thinking about it when the episode ended today. I, when I was watching it, I had the same reaction. I was just like, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh wow, that was quick. Yep, that was fun. Okay." Totally. And I feel like it. Yeah, like it makes me wonder if, like, I don't know, Moon Knight would have been better off having yeah. thirty-minute episodes to really cram it in and cut the fat down. You know, I feel like yep. when people get these forty-five minutes to an hour-long episode runtimes per episode, they just Oh, I can do all of the things I want to, and it's like, no, you don't. You don't have as much time as you actually think you do. Yeah, either they do that, or they add a bunch of filler to make sure that they, yeah, you know, exactly. Here's a bunch of fight scenes that don't matter. It's like, well, <laughs> well, the other thing too is, I'm wondering, why does it say that every episode has to be standard? Why couldn't right. like one week for Moon Knight? Why not? Why don't we just get a half hour episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's they, really in intense. the world of streaming, you could totally do that. You know oh I mean? yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I know people would the trolls of the internet would still be like, "But I didn't get the same amount of content as the other people <laughs> yeah. for this show." It's like, "Well, why are you drawing lines in the sand?" That's yeah. my question for you. Yeah, but, no, I totally yeah. hear you. Those people suck. Yeah, going back to it, I you know, it makes me it just makes me wonder if other Marvel projects would have been benefit more beneficial from um, or have been benefited more just from lowering the actual runtime down. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, no, I, I, and and because of that, I think She-Hulk actually soars where other uh, shows have kind of fallen flat because it has to be very um, succinct. Yes, I would agree. Um, so uh, let's talk some uh, predictions for where this is going. Yeah. Um, so she's attacked by uh, four goons. Carrying, the Wrecking Crew. Yes, the Wrecking Crew carrying Asgardian construction tools. Um, who do you think hired them? Do we have any guesses? I don't think we've seen them yet. Okay. I think I think what's going to happen is we might start building stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably towards the end of the season. Because we're only three episodes in. Yep. And there are nine episodes. Mm-hmm. So we have six more episodes to go. So I think I don't. Th- I think this is just the just the beginning indication that somebody is going to be kind of her nemesis is going to be out there, and I think that's where as it goes on, that's where we'll see her finally put on her fighting, you know, her her costume, and then she'll go fight the big bad person that's trying to steal her blood. Yeah, I think uh, I think it might be. It, I think it might be. Uh, my guesses are. My second guess, which I'm less, I'm not as high on this one, but I think it could okay. be, is Titania. My my yeah. guess, yeah, my guess of who I think it really is, I think it's Kingpin, um, mm. and I think that's how Daredevil gets involved. Um, I think after the events, because uh, if this takes place after the events of Hawkeye, which I know you haven't seen, um. Let's just say I don't because I don't want to spoil anything for you. You can. It's my fault for not seeing it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, Wilson, <laughs> Wilson Fisk is very severely injured in that. Yeah, I heard he gets shot in the head. Yeah, to the point where like I could see him being like, "Whoa, the Hulk thing is something multiple people can have. Get me that because I don't want to ever get I shot." I want it. Ma- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm a psychopath. Yeah. So I think I think it I think it probably is Kingpin and I think that's how Daredevil gets involved. I think Daredevil's the one who convinces her to like hey, you cannot do this without leaning into the 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 superhero, superhero. part of yourself. You're yeah. going to need to get a suit. You're going to have to do what you can't do in the courtroom because like it or not Do you need weapons? I have these sticks. <laughs> yeah, I have these <laughs> sticks. I don't know if they work for you. 
Um, they work well for me, but I don't yeah. know if they're going to work for <laughs> yeah. you. Try them. See if you like them. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think Daredevil... I like probably- the idea of superheroes... <laughs> trading weapons at times yeah. to be like you know I, I normally run with a shield but this sledgehammer though this is mm, this is good like, oh speaking of which uh, uh, you I don't know if you know this but uh, the new episode uh, the new season of Rick and Morty premiered last night yes I did yeah I watched the first episode <laughs> I, did. I haven't seen it yet it's great the first episode is a great like return to the series episode it's not a mm-hmm. joke fest the way most of the episodes are it's more like right. storytelling and kind of like tying up loose ends from the end of last season but it is very oh, cool. good and very well written as it always is and yes. um and the reason that that made me think about it is because you said superhero swapping weapons and there <laughs> one of the characters in rick and morty gets wolverine claws <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's very funny. Oh, you, great! You, know, you like you, you rarely see that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Wolverine claws like showing up in other things, and they like call it that. Like you're wearing Wolverine <laughs> claws. Uh, yeah, it's very funny. Um, okay, I'm gonna watch that. That sounds great. Yeah, is it's it, good. Are they releasing it on HBO Max or is it still just on? I don't know. I watched it on Hulu. Only. You watched it on Hulu, yeah, but I oh, so I, it's on Hulu. Well, oh, but you pay for the yeah. Stuff, I have the Hulu with live TV, so mm, I don't know. That's why. But I do think it. If I'm not mistaken, the episodes do go to Hulu after they air. I could be wrong about that, but I think that they do. Well, no, because they, they used don't? to take about it takes about a year delay, or at least it has been previously about a year delay to get these episodes out. So I'm always about a se- full season behind everybody. Oh. Anyway, but is this it that is way, not for... Is it that waste? Oh, well, because it's on Adult Swim. I don't know. Whatever. This is not what we're here to talk about. I will... No, let's get into the minutia of copyright. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Streaming service copyright law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, it is good, though. Um, hopefully, hopefully there's a way you can see it, and if not, then we can always talk about it later. Um, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out. But... Uh, but no, yeah, uh, she hulk. I yeah. think it's I think it's Wilson Fisk uh, that's trying to get her blood. Okay, that's my prediction. Uh, I think Daredevil probably shows up next episode because um, I think we're we're almost because you said there's nine episodes. Mm-hmm. So then that would mean we're basically at the halfway point next episode, and yeah. I think that is probably a good point for her to like get a costume and start doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing Daredevil next episode. Okay. Interesting prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Frogman because every mm-hmm. time I watch that show, I'm like, please let it be Frogman episode time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, just to see what that character is all about in this. I, that's literally, I'm just dying yeah. to see what, what is going on with that character. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only reason. Yeah. Um, just because he's such a weird, such a weird character. Yeah. It's like Kite Man. <laughs> from Batman, from the Batman Rogues Gallery, it's yeah. just like what? What are yeah. you? Why? Uh, yes. <laughs> um. So the next Marvel thing we have after this is what? Oh, you mean the next big Marvel? Yeah, I know we have Let's Black see. Panther two in November. In November, but is there I something that's before what it that? Is. Marvel release dates twenty twenty two. Because this is, if there's six more episodes, this is going to take us to, let's see, what's today? Today, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, no, there's. So this will take us to October sixth or thirteenth, depending on how mm-hmm. many episodes there are. Um. So then, yeah, it'll probably be there. Probably won't be anything until Black Panther. I'm assuming because yeah, that's say, only I'll like probably, three or four weeks until. Yeah, exactly. Which is okay. why I don't think they try to cram something in between this and and that. Okay. Yeah. So but. we'll have Black Panther in November, and then the next thing after that is probably the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special, right? Uh, in yeah, December? probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm into all those things. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look. See. Um, yes, so the next thing is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on February 17th, 23. Right, okay, yeah. Then we've got Spring, then we have Secret Invasion, then What If Season 2, then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the Marvels, Echo, Loki Season 2, mm-hmm. Ironheart, X-Men 97, 
Okay. Then Blade. We get Blade next November. Ooh, I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Very stoked. I love this, like... Yeah, dude. Blade next November is going to be good. And then... Daredevil Born Again comes in spring 2024. Okay. So, yeah. So, the next thing... Yeah. So, the next thing is Black Panther 2. We should try to see that together Mm -hmm. if we can. It'd be fun. I think think we could make that happen. Yeah, totally. That would be great. Um, But, yeah. No, this this show continues to surprise me with how good it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I just enjoy it. It's a fun ride. And the fact that it's kind of lighthearted and it doesn't take itself too seriously is also really really nice you, and you know what's funny about this property. show which i think is a testament to the show like if we're being completely honest a lot of the she hulk specific cgi is not great um, oh it's not it's not great at all but i like it's a weird thing that i'm able to forgive it because a like marvel is like anytime you see a movie the cgi is flawless so like oh, it's yes <laughs> so we know they can do it it's just i'm sure it's just a matter of hey man we cannot spend 200 million dollars per episode yeah. you know what i mean like we yeah. just can't we do can't it. get photo realistic she hulk every single time yeah you gotta pick your shots dude yeah and and it's a comedy so it kind of like you're able to forgive it in that way too um, yeah, and they don't. And to be fair, they don't have the She Hulk, the CGI She Hulk, trying to do too much. Like, like I feel like they understand their limitations pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're not trying to yeah. do stuff that's like, oh, I'll stop doing that, please. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm. I'm. That was like the last thing I had to say about that. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, they I, know. I'll, they know. Just what... in this, in, for the sake of honesty, it is bad, but. <laughs> It is. Oh, it is. It's not good. Yeah. But there's no way it can be good on a TV budget. Like, there's just no way. No. You know what I mean? No. I'm sorry. We're not playing in the big leagues right now. We're playing on television. Yeah. And it's so funny because, like, a lot of the Hulk stuff looks so good. Um, And even the Abomination, I think, looked really good. But that's because they've had those character character models for the past 20 years and have been able to, like, (laughs) tweak them and make them look real good. Especially Hulk. Like, the Hulk in this show is probably the best he's ever looked. Like, the the, the stubble, like, when he has the beard stubble, that really sells the look for me. Like, I really like this era of Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Like, he looks really believable. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you mean sexy Hulk? Yeah, sexy. Exactly, sexy Hulk. Um, but yeah, man. Wong was great in this too. Oh, every time Wong shows up, he's great. Uh, I love his his character. I love him as Sorcerer Supreme. I think he's v- hilarious. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, I think he's good. I think, uh, yeah, I like Wong's character a lot. Like they use him sparingly enough to where you're not like sick of him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. He shows. It's up still to- fun when he shows up. <laughs> yeah, I love when he says <laughs> the best to me. That was the joke of the episode when they're Which like. One? Uh, uh, when they're like, well, I mean, Abomination came back as on, on his own free will, but Wong, you still committed a federal crime. He's yeah, like, I must take my leave. Yeah, <laughs> he just portals he himself portals out, out, of out of there. there. <laughs> that was such a great line. I love how like, and I love how that one dude was just like, I'm gonna get this Sorcerer Supreme with laws, and it's <laughs> yeah, just exactly. like, no, you're not. Yeah, that was. He's a wizard. Yeah. It was such a it was such a perfect line because it's like you know what you're saying has no bearing over me. I can literally <laughs> traverse you, the even multiverse. If you try to like you can put him in a cage. He'll still break out. Like he's not gonna stick. What's he gonna do? Just like be like, okay, go through the charade of put cuffs on me. That'll totally work. Dude. I would love to see. I would love to see an entire. Be just an entire sequence of Wong being arrested and going along with it, but also trying to show them that it's not going to work by using like to, yeah. like to us it'd be sleight of hand, but to him he's yeah. actually using magic to just undo the cuffs. And he's like, "Hey, there you go. These were a yeah. little too loose." They're like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, pulling quarters out of people's ears and like, yeah, dude, that <laughs> line killed me. I must take my so leave. Good. You know, you you still committed a crime, sir. I must go. Yeah, <laughs> and he just dips. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man, Derek, where can people find you on the internet? 
Oh, you can find me at Cinephile84 on Instagram. It's capital C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-8-4 on Instagram. And you can find me at Derek underscore Nickel. That's D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L at, on Twitter. Cool. You can find me uh, at Asan the DJ on social media. That's at A H S O H N the DJ. You can find uh, episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media and at weeklyregular.com. Derek, thanks so much for joining me this week, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>